0: The Start On Demand. demand.
1: The province is thinking of loosening further restrictions. What do you think? Are they moving too quickly? Or is this the right pace? Pharmacists have begun administering the vaccine. We'll speak to a Steinbeck area pharmacist. An academic group is suggesting the PC government directly borrowed language from american education policy and legislation so we'll speak to that group about these serious allegations and i need a new playlist for golf so today we asked you to tell us what is your favorite feel good rock song i'm brett mcgarry alongside greg mackling and loren mcnab who was in for jeff courier one more time we are mackling mcgarry and mcnab and this is the friday march 19th podcast for the start in McGarry McNabb is in for Jeff Courier one more time. And it is indeed a TGIF, Greg, because uh, for producer Jeff Forte, for example, hmm. he's uh, he's had already like a trifecta it's, of things go go uh, awry it's today. It's an off day. It's one of those off days. What happened this morning, like when you got up, Fortier?
2: I woke up an hour early, couldn't get back to sleep, and right when I'm about to fall asleep, the alarm goes off. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Which classic sucks. and then I uh, taking my cab and I couldn't pay with my debit the machine wasn't working and I come into the station and uh I don't know if there's something off with the timing of the shift and things are playing at the wrong time and uh,
1: yeah because the the music bed came on at 5 Greg I don't know if you heard it but the global news that music bed played for like 90 seconds (laughs) yes no newscast oh no so i don't know what was happening there and then they just started the shift replay because like they they replayed those last two hours right uh from four until six and uh they just started it up i think at just after 501 so we had just had eight minutes of music bed to round out the hour oh wonderful yeah i hope it was a good song at least it was a pretty good song it was i don't know what it was but it was funky so yes, it's a Friday. I woke up on my couch. I think at twelve thirty in the morning, sitting up, and uh, I got up and just started to do my morning routine. It took me about five minutes to realize, hey, it's it's twelve thirty. Go to bed. Hmm. At least go to bed for two more hours. So
0: uh, I'm ready for Friday as well. And with this weather forecast, I know it's going to be a little bit windy today. But uh, I think I'm going to get some painting done today. Uh, it's just unbelievable to imagine that uh, you get the sawhorses out and paint. Probably too windy in the driveway, but for sure in the garage, get some painting done. Paint a couple doors and and just really get cracking on the on the spring cleanup and getting some.
1: Actual chores done. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yes. That sounds fantastic. And chores, painting. Yeah, that sounds like a joyous weekend. <laughs> It'll be
0: fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. There's a sense of accomplishment at the end of it all, right? You don't... It's sort of like the family dinner that you get invited to that you, you don't really want to go, but... On your way home, you, you look at one another in the car and you go, well, oh, that wasn't so bad. Actually, We're actually glad that we went. <laughs> 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 the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. And quite often those events end up being uh, far, far better than, than we imagined them to be.
1: Last night's hockey game, Ooh. I'm guessing, was not as good as you imagined. So I, I wandered in and out
0: of consciousness uh, watching the game the first two periods and and uh, the Jets played, I thought, quite well. But Connor McDavid uh, scored the go ahead and eventual game winning goal 38 seconds after the Jets had tied it up. A fantastic goal from Matthew Perot, that fourth line doing yeoman's like work. Perot has been uh, absolutely terrific on that line with uh, Trevor Lewis and uh, Nate Thompson. And the Jets tied it. And then uh, McDavid jumps on the ice, and he was on the ice for maybe three seconds and uh, scores the go-ahead and eventual game-winning goal. They go back at it tomorrow night. So now Edmonton is tied with Toronto for first place in the North. They do have uh, three games more played than uh, Toronto does. The Jets are two points behind Edmonton and Toronto now for first. So, yeah, it's the Jets' uh, old scenario here right now, Brett. Win one, lose one.
1: And we have... The Daily Jets update coming up at 6.55. And best of Paul Maurice at 7.20. And the sounds of the game coming up at 7.55. Also today, of course, uh, we'll talk about this in more depth at 6.35. But the province considering loosening more restrictions. What was your reaction to what they put out yesterday?
0: Well, you know, I've been back and forth on the loosening of restrictions a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Not because they... Why do I feel always necessary to qualify so many things? But it's just the world we live in right now. I've been concerned with regard to public health about the steps that we took in the last couple of weeks. I'm happy for the economy. I'm happy for all of us that the public health officials are saying this is what we can do. I'm also heartened by the fact that everybody is running out to do it. This now is starting to feel a little concerning for me with regard to taking this another step or two further, like 25 people gathered in a back backyard. That's a party. That's not a gathering. That's a really a party. And well, why why do you need to allow that? I think it's just asking for trouble. If the limit is 10, you know that there are people already with 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 people in their backyards right now. I just think it's a little bit dangerous. We're so close to getting vaccinations really ramped up. Would it hurt to leave some of those non-economic things off the table for a little bit? That that was my first impression. And after sleeping on it and you asking me about it, I suppose that's how I feel about it right now.
1: So we'll have more on that at 6.35. And, of course, you can weigh in any time at 204-780-6868. Shoot us a text. You can also email mackling at cjob.com or brett at cjob.com. And uh, just looking at the question of the day, Manitoba is looking at reopening theatres as part of the newest loosening of restrictions. Are you ready to go back to the movies? And 21% say yes. Mm. I feel like theatres are safe. Uh 38% say no too close for comfort and 41% say I don't go to the movies anyway. So you can cast your vote cjobu.com it's brought to you by Credit Aid helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992 visit creditaid.ca call 204-987-6890 <laughs> It is no doubt. Welcome news for many. The province has announced potential changes to the current restrictions. Yeah, some of the
0: proposed changes include movie theaters, concert halls, casinos and gaming centers to reopen at 25 percent capacity, gathering limits at outdoor public spaces as well as at weddings and funerals could be increased to 25 people and religious services and retail store capacities could be expanded. Also, the 14-day isolation requirement for people traveling between provinces could be lifted if travel was related to business and the traveler is symptom-free.
1: Meanwhile, who you might be able to sit down with at a restaurant is also up for discussion. They're looking at allowing you to share a table with your designated visitors. These proposed changes are another move at learning to live with the virus without completely locking down. And officials say we need to remember the hard lessons we've learned while cautiously moving forward. Global's Marnie Blunt has more.
2: It could be another step towards returning to some sense of normal. But Manitoba's premier says that step needs to be a small one to avoid history repeating itself.
3: I don't think we're the same people now. I think we're a lot smarter now and sadly that took Uh, tragedy for that lesson to be learned.
2: One of the bigger changes, allowing indoor dining with your one designated household or designated visitors.
3: If we have, uh, you know, six different people uh, sitting at the same table from
2: six different households, that dramatically increases our risk. A rule that some restaurant owners say will be a tough one to enforce. Who is designated, right?
3: I, I mean, is there a registry that you have to register to be a designated household member That's that's the frustrating part. How would you patrol that? How would you enforce that? How would you know those are the
2: biggest issues? Despite some regions having significantly higher case counts, the changes would apply province-wide.
4: One person could come in and uh, really infect many and have huge repercussions for our, our community. So if everybody's operating under the same rules, it's easier to enforce.
2: Missing from the proposal, changes to household gatherings. Manitoba's top doctor says the goal is to avoid the highest risk scenarios.
3: If we, uh, uh, again, lose track of those fundamentals, we could look at a third wave and have to move backwards. And I don't think there's anyone who who really wants that to occur.
1: We just don't need a, a repeat of what happened at Thanksgiving. We know what happened. It's not a thanksgiving that I'll ever give thanks for. And
3: the fact of the matter is we don't need that to happen again at Easter Passover.
2: There is currently no set timeline for these changes, but the province wants your input on that as well. The current public health order is set to expire during spring break and right before Easter. Arnie Blunt, Global News.
1: Now, public health officials have announced 11 additional cases of the B-117 COVID variant originating out of the UK, as well as one case of the B1351 variant first identified in South Africa. 91 new cases of COVID were added in Manitoba yesterday, 33 in Winnipeg, 42 in the north. The five-day test positivity rate is at 4.7% provincially and 3.6% in Winnipeg. Greg.
0: Applause to the Premier for acknowledging that uh, Thanksgiving was a turning point for our battle against COVID-19. It's something that I think, uh, I hope that we've learned from. I think that it's undeniable if you look back, uh, the leadership that was shown or lack thereof with regard to staying apart from one another for that holiday had a dramatic effect on how things went down. And now we're approaching Easter, which is another family holiday. And boy, this is not a war on family holidays but it just you just can't help but be concerned about what might happen if we give the impression and that's why I think it's so important with regard to leadership if we give the impression that we can let our guard down and that's what these changes would be indicating to a lot of people and then when you see when these uh that these variants are are starting to take hold in Manitoba I just like I say I think this stuff few more weeks as we get a higher percentage of the population vaccinated might be the way to go but that's just my opinion
1: now the question of the day has been updated this morning at cjob.com should backyard gatherings remain at no more than 10 people or increase to 25 your options are stick to 10 Increase to 25, even 10 is too much. Question of the day brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. I can't imagine. 20, uh, 20, I, I wouldn't hap, know 25 people to come over. Like, yes I know twenty five I know 25 people, but to g- actually gather 25 people in a backyard, I don't know that many people to, that would all want to come over at the same time.
0: I guess as long as you uh, well, at my house, everybody would have to first uh, grab a, a doggy bag mm-hmm. and uh, pick up a, you know a couple of landmines, and uh, so we'd quickly get the backyard back up to shape. Yeah I'd probably have five or six rakes uh, you know while you're standing there. I'll give you a cold beer, but <laughs> you just rake that three square meter area right there around you. Thanks very much. And then the pizza and the barbecue would come, but yeah, 20, 25 that's a party, right? That's a massive. Gathering is twenty-five
1: people plus the rake too. You could say, "Well, that's your physical distancing measuring stick, right?" Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. you're just being responsible,
0: dude. (laughs) (laughs) Work party? No, 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 no. Restriction, celebration, reduction, gathering. This is this. Wow, there's got to be an invitation for that.
1: We want to talk about fun, happy songs because, and I I should have had this queued up, but Greg and I were trying to figure out what was happening with the the outdoor gathering situation. On Tuesday, Jeff Fortier played a song. As uh, what we call bumper music. Mastered
2: for. That Rovers? is
1: an ad for Schneider's. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, sponsor.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard, Schneider's.
1: <laughs> Go away, YouTube. I love your salami. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fortunately, played this song the other day, Stacy's mom, and my mood immediately went through the roof. I just love this song. It makes me so happy. And it's been in my head all week long. So, I want to know, we want to know from you, what is your favorite feel-good, fun, happy rock song? So let's go around the horn here. Jeff Forte here, Jeff Braun, Cam Poitras. Poitras, let's start with you, sir.
3: All right. well, I'll play uh, one of my favorite tunes. Mm. You know, there's a a couple of songs that whenever it shows up on your on your uh, in your car when it comes through your rotation your shuffle you never skip it when you hear it play on the radio you never turn the channel uh, Santa Monica Everclear one of my favorite tunes
1: that's good one it's a good call man good call uh, you got a story associated with that or just have you ever seen them play live no I never seen I you know what I'm not much of a not much of like
3: a concert guy to be honest um, but I've never seen them play live I just. Love this
6: song. It's just, just great. That's a, I got no, I got no stories attached. That's okay. That's too. okay. Jeff Braun. Uh I've got a little story. Only in, the, in that uh, my pick actually came on the radio. Our friends down the hall of Power ninety seven played it yesterday afternoon when I was out uh, driving around doing stuff, and the windows went down and the volume went up, and uh, probably the speedometer went up a little bit as well. And I hope I'm not stepping on Greg's toes because this is sort of his lane, but uh, this is my song. Oh! Uh, it's just a fun rock song. I, I don't is. know what they're talking about. I guess we went on a trip to Panama, maybe. I don't know. But uh, it's it just, yeah, every single time, it just it gets me every time.
1: Well, why don't we transition to Greg? What do you got for us, GMAC? Well, it's interesting that you bring up Van Halen because the question of
0: which version of Van Halen is better, the original with David Lee Roth, which we just heard, or the improved version with <laughs> sammy hagar is one which can end friendships jeff i'm not interested in in, in breaking our relationship right now i so like
6: both of like, those guys okay so good 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 good,
0: good so no matter which uh, camp you decide to plant your flag in there's one thing that's undeniable dlr knew and knows how to have fun and one of the singles from his solo album eat Him and smile begins with dave having a conversation with steve vi's guitar
1: Uh, Oh, what did I do here? Sorry, Greg, stand by. I was just here we go. Here we go. I needed an online. That's an ad.
7: What?
0: Well, let me roll up onto the sidewalk and take a look. Yes. Whoa! She's beautiful. Wow. And when David Lee Roth came to Winnipeg for this tour, he ended up above the sound mixer for the beginning of this song, and they're having this conversation back and forth across the floor. Uh, David Lee Roth went right down the tubes after that tour, but uh, he did it right with Edom and Smile, and that song is a blast. I cannot turn it off if I ever come across it.
1: I don't know that i've ever heard this song so well, do yourself a favor put it on this playlist i think i just might have to G-Mac. good call good call jeff forte what about you bud sing it everybody Can you,
2: take me <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs>
3: you know i love creed like the first couple albums we like, on the air I, cam i know i'm on the i'm admitting <laughs> this freely I like those I like those first couple albums by them. I really do.
1: Yeah, well I liked Creed too. And yeah. they, they were uh they one of the WWE's big campaigns was I can't remember what the the tag was, but they used the song My Sacrifice. Mm. So my buddies and I were all wrestling fans, so whenever that would come on, we would all start singing, "Hello my friend, we meet again." <laughs>
3: Everybody
0: does the voice. Well, you have to Everybody <laughs> That's does the why voice. It's like part of their you know mystique you gotta do the song hey jeff braun the voice is creed uh, america's
6: nickelback they might just be i don't think they were as popular as nickelback though it's one of those bands where everyone says they hate them yet they've somehow sold 50 million albums (laughs) yes exactly Uh,
0: cam i (laughs) I like them too
6: i like i like nickelback
3: as well i'm not shying away my first concert was nickelback really oh yeah i think creed didn't they have a tour like a couple years back and it was a complete disaster like scott Stapp was
0: just out of his mind and i thought he was trying to raise money well, they uh, they did the halftime show on Thanksgiving one year for, at the Dallas Cowboys yes. game for the yes. Salvation Army, and that that's epic video. If you want to look that up on YouTube.
1: So here I'm, I've got actually two because I'm going to play the one that I was originally going to go with, and this is sort of bordering on on I, mean, I have heard it on rock radio, but it's more of a pop rock song. So this is the the song that I was going to pick. a happy sounding song i remember the first time i heard this it just made me smile they, they used it in an episode of cougar town uh to sort of wrap up the episode on a feel-good way but then until you actually look up the lyrics for pumped up kicks by foster the people like listen to them all the other kids with the pumped up kicks who better run better run Faster than my bullet. So we'll just. Ugh. So that's it's actually a really dark song, but it still makes me happy to listen to because it's like it Seasons great. in the Sun. I'll have to look that one up, but this is my winning choice for me. And I'll tell you why.
0: Oh, yeah, baby.
6: Lord Almighty, feel my He's the king of
1: rock. Elvis Presley, Burning Love and the reason why I love this song so much is a few years back Oh, this might be going back 10 years or maybe more Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra they do such amazing pop shows and they did an Elvis themed show and the guy who was the Elvis performer opened with this song in full Elvis Presley regalia and it just was such a smile inducing moment and it kicked off what turned out to be just an amazing concert so this is mine Elvis Presley, Burning Love. So now we need from you at 204-780-6868, your favorite feel-good, fun rock song. Text us the song. If you got a story that goes with it, text us that too. $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza on the line. We'll give that away just after 9.15. Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is in for Courier. Kind of, it's kind of cheating here on this one. Because oh. we, we're at... Well, we asked at 204 uh, your favorite feel-good rock song. So I'm going to clear make that clear. We need it to be a rock song, but we'll let this one slide from Greg. Unless he considers ABBA to be a rock and roll band. I don't know. Is
0: disco not in the rock genre anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can always make an exception for ABBA. Like, wow. No? We're make,
1: well. We're making the exception right now on okay, the. Okay, but this
0: is what you're saying is you're not going to put this on your playlist. No. No. okay. All,
5: All
1: right. right. It's got, we're trying to trying to just sort of keep it sort of like on a, in a particular genre here. Happy rock songs, but this is good. Greg likes "Lay All Your Love on Me" by ABBA. He says it reminds reminds me of a particular girl from her early twenties. We used to sit on the dock of her family's cabin at Falcon Lake until the wee hours of the morning. I don't think I slept on weekends that whole summer. It's a great memory, Greg. Thank you very much for sharing. So indeed, text us 204-780-6868. Your favorite feel-good, fun, happy rock song for your chance to win that $20 gift card for Santa Lucia pizza. We'll give that away just after 9.15. In the meantime... As provincial health officials ponder changes to our modified code red restrictions, vaccine distribution is beginning to ramp up. As of this morning, Manitobans 71 years of age and older, that has been expanded from age 73 or older. 51 years of age and older for First Nations people, that was expanded from age 53 or older. Uh, They can now register to get vaccinated against COVID-19. And for people hoping to get their vaccine sooner than later, this is good news.
0: Yeah, and as a part of the piloted rollout of the AstraZeneca COVID Shield vaccine, Manitoba aged 50 to 64, indigenous people aged 30 to 64 with high risk conditions will be the first group eligible to receive the AstraZeneca, Shield COVID-19 vaccine. These individuals are at increased risk of experiencing serious illness requiring hospitalization or death related to COVID-19. There are two extensive lists of conditions which create the priority people with high risk conditions as determined by their doctor or pharmacist will be prioritized with those who have a condition in priority list one being offered immunization before those with a condition in priority list two by the way those lists are available at the gov.mb.ca website
1: now pharmacies in manitoba are now providing the covid19 vaccine one of those pharmacists is hans epp in Steinbach. good morning hans
8: Hey, good morning. Great to be with you guys this morning.
1: Thanks for joining us. So does this feel like a special honour or responsibility to be administering people's COVID-19 vaccine?
8: Well, I think we've been uh, preparing for the last seven years plus when pharmacists started to get injection service, like, you know, certified for uh, vaccinations and other injections uh, a while back. That was when this all started. But yeah, this is absolutely an honour, a privilege, but it's also our passion to be able to do this. Uh, to keep Manitobans healthy for now as well as for the future.
0: Hans, it's interesting that you mentioned those changes from uh, seven years or so ago. And just the relationship that Manitobans have with their pharmacist has really changed over that period of time, hasn't it?
8: Well, absolutely. Um, when we started to do injections, just that personal relationship with the patient um, absolutely changed. Uh, we started to touch them. We're actually piercing their skin And I can just say personally, the type of relationships that I developed or started to develop at that time was totally different. And, uh, you know, just with us actually even providing vaccinations now for COVID this week, um, I can say every person that I've connected with is actually happy to get the needle. This is so different than uh, even getting the flu shot or other types of injections. So uh, we're just at a totally new era right now in terms of what we're providing.
1: How do you ensure that those you are giving the vaccine in fact, meet the eligibility criteria?
8: Yeah, this has been probably the biggest challenge. We know that this first wave of uh, the AstraZeneca COVID shield vaccines to the medical clinics and pharmacies. is kind of the pilot to see how this goes. We weren't necessarily expecting the high-risk conditions to be part of it because this is the first grouping that has ever been kind of identified that way. But uh, we do have ways to do it. Uh, We obviously ask questions. We have a bit of a triage sheet that we use. We do unfortunately get lots of questions for people that don't qualify, but that's okay because their time is coming as well. So we do uh, a fairly extensive question and answer just to see if they qualify and if they do we absolutely schedule them in at the first possible opportunity that's convenient for them
0: pharmacist Hans Epp joining us from Steinbach. Hans have you started the process and maybe if you could walk it walk us through it a, a little bit because I know there was a concern. Uh, at least at the beginning, and perhaps it still exists with regard to having a few minutes to stick around after you get injected to make sure you're not having an adverse reaction. Are, Are you set up for
8: that? Absolutely. So the way that we do it, we did receive a certain number of vaccines for our store. We received 200. We did map that out over a course of about two weeks. So we don't overload our store even every hour with the number of vaccines that we're doing. Uh, So that also gives us a little bit more flexibility and space in our patient waiting area. So after the injection, the covid like injection is done, we do ask them to wait a minimum of 15 minutes. Um, My approach is to ask them to even sit for the first five minutes. Um, If they do want to stretch or stand after that, if they're comfortable, that's okay. We also let them um, or make them um, tell us when they're actually leaving, but we are observing at the same time as well. If someone does have more serious allergy reactions to things like vaccines or possibly uh, other components, um, we definitely ask them to stay a little bit longer, and people are, are very willing to do that. For the convenience of being able to go to your local pharmacy is just so different than having to make an appointment at the super site, so people are very happy to wait that little bit of time.
1: Hans Epp is a pharmacist in Steinbach joining us live on 680CJOB. Hans, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated, sir.
8: Absolutely. Uh, we're just happy to be part of this process now, and uh, hopefully, going forward, as more of the AstraZeneca vaccine comes into Manitoba, we'll have even greater opportunity. Which pharmacy are you at, by the way, Hans? Uh, we're at the Shopper's Drug Mart in Steinbach, Manitoba.
1: All right. Hans Epp, Shopper's Drug Mart, Steinbach. McGarry. That one, I believe, was from Mark Gobb, Give Up the Grudge. Great tune. We're asking you to text us at 204-780-6868 your favorite feel-good rock songs for your chance to win a $20 gift card for Santa Lucia Pizza. We'll give that away just after 9.15. It's a great song, but uh, if you've got a story to go with your feel-good song, like why do you like it, or maybe you have a memory attached to it, include that in your text, for your chance to win that gift card. Jeff Ron is here now. He is the co-host of The Couch Potatoes. Jeff, did you yep. watch? Did you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League all four <laughs> hours? I did not, did you? I did! I made nice. it! It is finally here, the movie that fans willed into existence, Zack Snyder's Justice League.
8: I spent a lot of time trying to divide us.
1: I made a promise to him on his grave. I need to bring us together. So the original Justice League movie debuted in 2017, assembling DC's big superheroes, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. What did you think of
6: it, Jeff? The original one, I, I didn't think much of it. I mean, it should have been really good when, when you have all those guys together. I honestly don't remember almost any of it. Uh, the little snips, snippets I've seen from this new Snyder Cut brought back a few memories, but mostly I can't even remember what happened in that movie.
1: And I think that speaks to the quality of the film, right? When it's that unmemorable that you can't even remember it. It it was I, I kind of enjoyed it in theater, but it was mostly a throwaway movie. And part of the reason it was a throwaway is because Zack Snyder was the original director, but he had to leave because of a family tragedy. But there were also creative differences. They bring in director Joss Whedon, who had previously done lots of great work with Marvel he directed Avengers, for example, but he made a mess of it. He did a bunch of reshoots and added a lot of really juvenile humor uh, and a lot of sexist humor, and it just, it was not good overall. So since then, for a long time, many avid fans have been calling on Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut, and they, they did it. They caved in. It's finally happened. It's a four-hour movie. It is available for streaming on Crave. And I watched it yesterday, Jeff. I couldn't believe that I actually made it through uh, because it takes me so long to get anything done. I watched it in five hours, if you can believe wow. that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, but I did end up falling asleep on my couch after it was done, uh, and I w- <laughs> woke up at 12.30. But it, here's the it, what's also interesting, too. It's almost like they've taken into account that people are not going to want to sit through a four-hour movie. So they they... Break it into parts. Like when it starts, it says part one. And it even has a title for that part. And then about 35, 40 minutes later, part two with another title. So it's almost as though they're saying, if you want to watch this as though we're episodic television, this is where you break. So it's got built-in breaks if you want to treat it like that. But uh, it's night and day. Significant improvement over the original Uh, It was it's not the best superhero movie ever made. It's not the be all end all of superhero films, but it was so much better than that first Justice League. So if you like superhero stuff, you got to watch it. It's great. It's available on Crave streaming on Crave. If you just want to wait until it actually airs on Crave, I believe the first time it airs is like Saturday night at 10 o'clock. But in the meantime, you can stream that now on Crave. So check it out, man. When do you think you might one day Mm -hmm. watch it?
6: Yeah, one day. That's a good time frame to put around that. I don't know. It's, it just seems the four hours of it all just seems so daunting. Is it also in like a four by three old TV ratio?
1: Yeah. And part of the reason for that is it was Zack Snyder. It was his creative vision. I think he wanted it to to air on like a proper IMAX screen. Uh, so it's an, it's an IMAX friendly thing. So yeah, it was weird watching it, watching like that. <laughs> it's funny because... I used to, when I was a kid, I hated widescreen or letterbox format because it didn't take up the whole screen. And but that was the how filmmakers wanted things to be. And now you've got this guy who doesn't want it to be widescreen; he wants it to be the four three ratio. But I I had no problem with that, Uh, no problem at all. So it was good. Four couch cushions out of five for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now on Disney Plus, we've got The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. to work partners co-workers not necessarily a team no so two weeks ago disney plus wrapped up their first streaming tv series from the marvel cinematic universe one division. now we have the falcon and the winter soldier who are a couple of superheroes who didn't really get along in the movies so this should be a fun pairing it looks to have a lot of comedy and we got a sneak peek review of this
6: courtesy of disney plus what did you think of it jeff I thought it was good, a good premiere episode, but, you know, it was a premiere episode, so it was almost entirely just this table setting stuff. Nothing really happens, but they set the stage for the things that will happen down the line. And, uh, you know, you can't help but compare it to WandaVision, the Marvel show that came out a couple of months ago and that show was kind of out of left field like they started with that where it was the sitcom thing that they were all the episodes were staged as old sitcoms and it was really weird and just kind of wild and out there but this the falcon and the winter soldier it's more of what you expect from uh it's like a marvel it's a marvel movie but you know longer it's going to be a five-hour version of a marvel movie and Episode one was like the first 20 minutes of a movie, just the the getting to know you section. Uh, the other difference from WandaVision, of course, is that, you know, the world of Wanda and Vision is kind of, you know, the magic end of the superhero spectrum. And this is more like the military and... Uh, hand-to-hand combat kind of end of thing. So we're going to get a lot more guns and punching and missiles and that sort of thing, which is what I really like because Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie and, you know, these guys are both heavily featured in that movie. So I'm looking forward to what's ahead, uh, episode one of, like I said, it's just uh, just getting started, so there's not a whole lot to judge about it yet. That is available on
1: Disney Plus now. Yeah, the first 10 minutes of this episode were as thrilling as anything, I think, that Marvel has produced. So I'm very much looking forward to enjoying the six-episode series. And I just want to quickly mention this show. It's a new show on Netflix, debuted last Friday. At last check, it was number two on the Canadian Top Ten. It's called The One.
7: I have a secret that I want to share with you. A single strand of hair... Is all it takes to be matched with the one person that you are genetically guaranteed to fall in love with.
1: Right now, you're selling me a fairy tale.
7: This will change relationships and dating forever. They won't ever be the same again.
1: What a thought provoking concept. Just imagine you submit your DNA and you find your perfect match. The one person you are guaranteed to fall in love with. It sounds kind of nice, doesn't it? At least at first, but. As we see, it's not all that rosy. Just so many complications that come out of this. Like, what do you do if you're in a happy marriage? And then this service comes out. Would you be able to resist the temptation to see who your true match is? I was just utterly fascinated by this show. Didn't get the best reviews? I don't care. I loved it. It's eight episodes. If you're not into superhero stuff and you want to watch something different, try the one on Netflix. It's a lot of fun. Jeff Broncos to the Couch Potatoes. Thank you very much, sir. The podcast now available. And you can also listen to the Couch Potatoes live on CJOB, Saturdays at noon, Sundays at 6, when the Winnipeg Jets, of course, are not playing. Up ne- Speaking of the Jets, we've got sounds of the game coming up at 7.55, but... We got to give something away in our next segment. My sleep promise for world sleep day. One lucky listener is going to get a $250 gift card for sleep country. We're going to find out who that person is after traffic and weather next on the start.
2: Where I don't I can't escape a double race. Don't want me
1: Ackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Jeff Courier. Greg, serious allegations about the origin of parts of the Manitoba government's Education Modernization Act. Or Bill 64 have been made.
0: They have, and they've been made by Manitoba Organization of Faculty Associations, or MOFA. They are a group which brings together faculty associations from Brandon University, Université de Saint-Boniface, University of Manitoba, and the University of Winnipeg. They represent approximately 1,600 individual academic staff. Professor of biology at the University of Winnipeg and the president of MOFA is Scott Forbes. Good morning, Scott.
5: Uh, Good morning.
0: uh, Scott, we're tight on time in this segment so we want to get right into this here. Uh, Your group put out a statement yesterday which suggests Bill 64 contains language in your words words which has been plagiarized from education policy and legislation in several U.S. states. Uh, That is an extremely serious allegation. What proof do you have of that?
5: yeah the uh, the legislation the bill 64 has elements that that are very similar to uh model bills presented by a group called Alec which is the American Legislative Exchange Council um th- our our deeper concern is is the the plagiarism of bill 57 the critical infrastructure protection um bill uh, which is clearly taken from a model bill presented by Alec um, uh, and is what um, uh, started us looking at, at some of the other legislation. And so there's, there's, uh, Bill 64 is enormous, and, and there are elements in it which, um, concerning the, the the setting up of a, a, a centralized um, uh, school council, uh, which look very similar to the Alec bills. But the um, the real evidence comes from from Bill 57. Um, which uh, was inspired by uh bills which were presented initially in, in the Oklahoma state legislature uh, in 2017 in response to indigenous protests uh at Standing Rock uh the Standing Rock Sioux who were protesting the, the uh, uh the Dakota Access pipeline uh and and um uh, Alec became involved uh, uh as basically an anti-indigenous um uh, legislative uh, uh, attempt um, to, to present uh, a model bill, which would present which would prevent future um, Indigenous protests of critical infrastructure, and it's very clear that 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 bill um, was poached by Mr. Pallister. Um, the the uh, Alec model bill is called the Critical Infrastructure Protection. Um, uh, the, uh, the bill Mr. Pallister proposed is the, the protection of critical infrastructure. So he changed the order of the words. Um, but uh, in, in all of its essential bits, the, the components of the bill, it's, it's, um, it has all of the, the key elements of the ALEC model bill. And, and this is concerning because ALEC is a corporate lobby group. Um, where uh, the the corporate sponsors, which include um, a rogue's gallery of of, um, of right wing groups, um, the Koch brothers, uh, the Heritage Foundation, um, a bunch of other similar um, uh, groups, and and big oil, big tobacco. Scott, um, the, I'm going to
0: cor- jump in here. I don't <laughs> want to interrupt you, but our prime uh, your concerns about Bill 57 are. Uh, in your opinion, well-founded. We really want to talk about Bill 64. And Brett, you have something to read uh, that we re- we received from the government uh, this morning.
1: Indeed, in those uncertain terms, the government is refuting your claim. And in this statement that they sent us, it says... I can tell you as a senior advisor to cabinet that I had never even heard of this ALEC organization until it was referenced in this ridiculous MOFA release yesterday. Legislation in Manitoba is drafted by Manitobans, including a team of non-partisan experts who work for the clerk of the Legislative Assembly who ensure bills are written in a manner that can be presented in our Assembly. Any similarity between our bill and this American group is, at best, coincidental, and at worst, an inaccurate and inflated claim by MOFA. What's your reaction to that, Scott?
5: Um, that's just absurd. Um, that this, this just doesn't pass the smell test. Um, it, it strains credulity. Um, the uh, the uh, again, um, we're tracing it uh, uh, to the to the very clear example of Bill fifty seven, um, which is is very clearly part of a um, a legislative barrage um, uh, in, in the United States, which has made its way north of the border. It started in Alberta with Bill one. Um, uh, uh, with their their uh, critical infrastructure defense uh, bill uh, and um, and then followed by manitoba and If these people do not know the origins um, uh, of the legislation that they 're passing into law um, then they 're not doing their job. Um, this is very clearly linked uh, in the last twenty nineteen twenty twenty there were seventeen states which passed very similar bills um, uh, to what we see in Alberta and manitoba right now so the the This just does not, as I said, pass the smell test in any way. Um, So uh, we're we're looking uh, more broadly now. So we're we're looking at other bills, such as portions of Bill 64, uh, which do show um, a very strong resemblance to some of the ALEC legislation. Um, These uh, these bills are discussed at conferences, um, such as the the Council of State Governments, which Manitoba attends, um, uh, where we have the same corporate lobby groups uh, funding the Council of State Governments, uh, uh and so this legislation is shared um uh, at these at these annual meetings um so uh this uh, they would have been familiar um with this at least at at that um it's uh, it's also clear that uh that um there are there are um uh, just just enormous similarities which are are uh, are just no there's no possibility uh that this is coincidence it's just it's just like i said strains credulity
0: Scott, uh, we have to get going here, but I, I want to say this: uh, Bill fifty seven has has uh, sort of taken uh, one. Uh one place in and people's priority list, uh, Bill sixty four is obviously on the on the top of people's priority and and the focus of a lot of attention right now. And I've got a lot of respect uh, for the work that you do, Scott. But I don't don't you find it a little bit dangerous to to go this far with regard to linking Bill sixty four and this Alec group and this American legislation on? on um, some evidence that i'm not exactly sure you've provided us this morning
5: um it's it's uh, it's very clear there are links to alec um model bills um uh, the again the strongest case is bill 57 um we saw resemblances in other portions of of uh bill 64 to to model alec legislation as well um but our focus was was chiefly uh bill 57 which is which is clearly a ripoff um, uh, of, of um, a model bill presented um, on behalf of corporate sponsors. uh, right. uh And it, it is a group which has the identical philosophy to Mr. Pallister. Um, they advertise themselves as, as advertising limited government, um, or uh, as, as we like to refer to it, um, the Alabama North policy, which is to strip government down to its bare essentials, um, uh, and reduce the size of government as much as possible,
0: Scott. If I, will uh, just editorialize before we let you go here. Just uh, in my mind, just dangerous to send out a message that's very divisive, if not if not dangerous. If this is a false statement, Scott, you understand
5: that, right? Yes, absolutely.
1: in the Gary. McNabb is in for Courier. This text from Jeff who says Sticks Renegade is my favorite feel-good rock song. I would sneak into my older brother's room to listen to his records and I would take the occasional beating for it. (laughs) But mom told him to read me the riot act And after that, he would actually invite me to his room to listen to his new records that he would So he's still my biggest influence for music. And Jeff says, thanks, bro. Thank you for sharing that text. Building bridges here on the start. (laughs) It's funny, too. I had to look up the lyrics for this because whenever this song would come on, I would just do, the jig is up to... So... (laughs) I used to have a friend when I lived in Brandon, his
0: name was Jason. I won't use his last name because I think he's a, well, I know he's a teacher. He might even be a principal now. And we would go roller skating. And of course, on the way to the roller rink, you had to crank the tunes to get fired up for the roller skating and the music you're going to hear. And uh, I don't know if I knew half the words to half the songs myself but I always saw Jason mouthing whatever I was saying, right or wrong. I could always see him out of the corner of my eye, mouthing whatever it was that I was singing. In fact, I would sing the wrong words on purpose sometimes. (laughs) He didn't know I was messing with him, but I was.
1: So keep those texts coming. Your favorite Feel good, fun, happy rock song for your chance to win a Santa Lucia pizza. $20 gift card. We'll give that away just after 9.15. But in the meantime, Greg, we got to talk about the correlation between a full tummy And a successful day at school. We do
0: need to do that. And uh, I apologize because I think I am not in the right part in our (laughs) script. (laughs) So here I have been rocking out to sticks and enjoying this music so much. I forgot to uh, to put the introduction into our uh, into our wheel here. So on Monday, the Manitoba government announced sweeping changes to the K twelve public education system in the form of Bill sixty four. It is a massive document which outlines the vision for the future of educating Manitoba school age children. It's called the Education Modernization Act. There has been much made of Manitoba's ten out of ten ranking and some standardized testing. There is one place Manitoba, unfortunately, all Always is last in Canada, and that's child poverty. Based on 2018 statistics, Manitoba had the highest incidence of child proper poverty in the country at 16.3% of two-parent households. That is almost double the national average. We welcome now Maxine Meadows, Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. And Maxine, I, I created that preamble. I thought it was very important because there's a correlation at least it's my understanding that there's a correlation between poverty and the ability to learn property at school.
7: Yeah, well, thanks for having me today. Um, I work with the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba, and uh, we're a charitable organization um, that work with schools in supporting school breakfast, snack, and lunch programs. Um, so schools self-identified a need for a program and apply to us each spring for support. And uh, so that's the work that we do. Uh, we definitely know that by addressing hunger, um, these programs in schools, they impact health, they impact well-being, and they impact academic success.
1: So what happens to things like attention span, focus, problem-solving, et cetera, if a student is hungry?
7: Well, we know that when students are well-nourished, they have improved memory, um, improved problem-solving skills, creative abilities. Um, You know, we know that students across Manitoba, they they may come to school hungry um, for a wide variety of reasons. And that's why we really believe that no questions asked food at school should be available. Um, I think that really... Um, The reality of of these programs in Manitoba is that the the need for the programs or the the need that we see, um, you know, it's exceeding the resources that we have, the financial support that we're, we're able to provide. So this year is actually the first year in the history of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba that we weren't able to provide grants and support to new applicants
0: Maxine, maybe I owe you an apology here or should ask for your forgiveness. Is it, is it a dangerous correlation then to make uh, between poverty and food insecurity or going to school hungry? Is it just impoverished kids that are coming to school without food in their belly?
7: Well, I think that, you know, a child can be at school uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, They may be hungry. And so access to food is important for all students. Of course, it's important for those um, that have come that that don't have enough to eat at home. Um, But that's not the only reason that someone may be at school hungry. And, And so really, regardless of that reason, no questions asked. Food um, it should be available, and, and the funding and support that we provide to programs and, and schools across the province, they're universal. They're they're open to anyone. Um, so so if you happen to have forgot your lunch that day, uh, you're still hungry at school and. You know, having what you need in order to have a successful day at school is tremendously important. We, we know as adults um, we have the resources; we can, you know, we we can um, go and access food. But but when you're at school and it, if you didn't have access to food, um, you know that that's an issue.
1: Now, should kids in different age groups be eating different things? Like, i.e., do teenagers need different kinds of foods to be more productive than, say, kids from a younger age?
7: Sure, that's a really good question. Uh, We know that older students, they need more energy and calories than younger students. So students have changing nutritional needs throughout their growth and developmental stages. And certainly when we're working with um, students from kindergarten to grade 12, you, you are going to have changing needs
0: hey i've got uh 14 year old boys at home both are almost six feet tall and uh they eat us out of house and home and it's you know uh, other than being tired the next thing on the list that they always are uh is hungry (laughs) plain and simple when you ask them how they are and so i can't imagine how alexander would go through an entire day at school without anything to eat when he leaves his lunch at home it's almost a disaster and we do everything we can to get his food to him so uh, this is, this is something i can personally relate to without question um maxine schools or parents uh, associations or groups that might want to engage with you how do they reach out and and find out about the programs that you offer
7: i'm glad that you asked you know the um we, we do have a website, uh, childnutritioncouncil.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, we're actually in, um, in sort of the, the end parts of our um, sort of fundraising and awareness campaign right now. And so we're, we're trying to share a whole lot of information about this topic, and uh, we're really glad that you reached out.
1: Maxine Meadows is a registered dietitian, community dietitian, and operations manager, Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba, joining us live on 680-CJOB. Maxine, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate the time.
7: Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
1: Mackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Courier. Excited to bring on our next guests in just a moment. First, on the subject of favorite feel-good rock songs, Gary says... Green Day, Hitchin' a Ride. It was the video on MTV that got me interested in the band. Great video, good song. Coming from the classic rock age, the band opened my eyes to the next generation of music. So Gary, thank you for that. And the reason why we wanted to highlight this is because, and I shared this story already with Gary. Uh, I remember once upon a time in my younger days, I was in the backseat of my parents' Pontiac 6000 with, uh, <laughs> with a girl, we were doing things. And this song came on, and she stops in the middle of it and says, this is kind of a weird song for this, isn't it? And I said, kind of. And then we laughed and carried on. So (laughs) Sometimes the observation simply
0: needs to be made, and then you just continue what you're doing. We understand one another. Perfect.
1: In our next segment, we're going to give away that $20 gift card for Santa Lucia pizza based on your text messages. Feel good rock song, so keep them coming. Last chance to get in. In the meantime, we want to introduce... Or for many of you, reintroduce you to some incredible Manitobans who did what many of us say we would love to do. Just give up the nine to five and follow our dreams, follow our passions.
0: Brett, I think you'd agree that there are forks in the road in life or of life. And Shirley Peters got to one in her relationship with Daryl back in 1985, if our research is correct. Joining us from Africa, Tanzania, to be more specific, we say good afternoon to Daryl Peters. How are you, Daryl? Good morning uh Brett great to have great to speak to you from Tanzania.
9: We came to you last time a couple of years ago and today you're coming to us It's our pleasure
0: our honor in fact and good afternoon or good morning Shirley
4: actually it'll be evening but uh good morning to all of you we see <laughs> you're having a lovely day not 30 degrees like us but a lovely day nonetheless
0: Oh you always rub it in whenever we talk to you that's, that's I, I, I knew I remembered that about you Shirley.
4: I know, Karibu, Tanzania, we're waiting for you to come.
0: Okay, well, it's on the list. So, hey, before we go down uh, this road that we brought you on to discuss today, let's uh, talk a little bit more about that fork in the road, Shirley. One path we get married, the other we can stay friends. What's the deal with that?
4: (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, I keep forgetting about that. It's now almost 36 years. We were in Winnipeg Bible College, now Providence Bible College, and... And I, any guy who liked me, I would say, do you want to go to Africa? And this one said yes. So there we go.
9: I'm a brave fellow.
1: <laughs> well, good for you guys <laughs> for taking that plunge. Uh, because to just well, just remind us, what is the website for anybody who wants to see uh, what your lodge is all about?
9: Uh, the website is at the Sheer Lodge and Safaris, thesheerlodgeandsafaris.com. But we've taken another fork in the road, which I, I hope we're going to chat a bit about um, in this COVID tourism pause. Yeah, um, we'll, do you mind we'll, if I go on?
1: We'll get it. We'll get to that in a moment, Daryl. Because before oh, okay. we ask you about that, okay. uh, we do want to ask you. You know, your this sheer Lodge is—it's a ton of hard yes. work, but how rewarding has it been?
9: Unbelievable! Uh, it was a real pioneering work. Thirty acres, complete virgin land, nothing but just acacia trees and grasses and slowly slowly over five years we turned it into a lodge and we have a a swimming pool uh, a lovely pond even and birds are coming here every day and uh, we always say this is the one of the top five places in the world for weather so we don't uh, hurt with that at all
4: and he's even marked off areas to get zebras and antelope in here for me so that'll be exciting
9: yep so the plans are still going on lots still to do but we're glad after 10 years to be at this
0: point Uh, Surely the world isn't traveling right now. I don't need to tell you that, but that's obviously tough for you guys on the business front. What are you doing as you anticipate the return of your guests? Are you strengthening your bonds with your staff that I know have uh, become family to the two of you?
4: What we've been doing is lots of fundraisers. Last year we did one from June to December, and we raised enough money to keep 30 workers here from uh, paying them half salary from June to December. And that comes from a huge portion and big percentage of Manitobans alone who have helped our staff or else they would have nothing and no jobs. And now we carry on doing the same thing with another fork in the road too so that we can carry on during COVID. And there are some few brave souls that have made it this way to come and see us already, Um, people who've lived here before. So we just had a close friend come from Colorado Springs and had a wonderful two weeks together so, so Dar- we can't really relate to your world
1: <laughs> so daryl you uh you have started a a health center project tell us about that
9: yes well it was shortly after we arrived here in 2010 that we had a a heart for the community and there's no good health facilities in our neighborhood a rural community and the number one need in tanzania is for health facilities and good health care the government says it. everyone says it so it was in our hearts to do something and when, when uh, Corona came up and COVID, we first looked at our staff, like Shirley said, to keep them because they're like family to us. 30 are still working with us and it's a miracle and the help of many people and some refinancing. But we also said, here's a great time to press into our, our desire to see better healthcare in the community. Our brother, Eli Sante, who is a director at Dashir came alongside with us and said, we're going to do it together. We got three couples from Canada Former guests to say, We're going to come on board with you. We started an, a nonprofit in Canada. We started a nonprofit in Tanzania. We had a guest raise $60,000 or just gave us $60,000 to buy land, and that got us kick started. And so now we're 10 months into this project of building a health center right beside the
0: lodge for the community and keeping very busy. What a wonderful undertaking, and uh, obviously it means uh, that much more that individuals uh, in our country are getting involved. Shirley, what are you asking for? What, how are you asking for people to get involved? You got a very, I, I think, specific ask in mind.
4: Well, it's really Daryl's idea that he came up. We want to reach a hundred, a 1, thousand homes for a hundred dollars to make one hundred thousand dollars, and we want to say that a very big thank you to many of you have given not only one, two, or three times, but four times, and more than $100. Um, We're getting big donations, and even without charity status at this point, we're still waiting for that. So we are beyond overwhelmed at the many that are helping from Manitoba, from Ontario, BC, and all over, and all the provinces as far, and all over the world, actually. And so, uh, yeah, we want to raise that and keep on going so we can build the walls. We do live Uh, feeds every Thursday of live building. We just did one yesterday. If you look at uh, dashircares.org, our website, you will see the live building feed we did yesterday showing all the different machines and cement mixing. And we are done the foundation, the slabs on, and we need your help to do the walls and to get to the roof because many women go 25 kilometers, if you can imagine, on a motorcycle to deliver a baby. And we don't want to talk about what happens in the fatality rates in Tanzania. Um, It's really, really difficult here. And so we really want to focus on maternity and women and babies and uh, habits that we have less mortality rates here in Tanzania.
1: That website, once again, dashircares.org. And to look at their primary website, dashirlodgeandsafaris.com. Shirley and Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to visit with you. Hopefully the next time we speak, it'll be in person.
4: Oh, that would be That's just great. awesome. Karibu, Good Tanzania. To be with us. Thank you so much for all the support we get from Manitobans. We love you all. And welcome to our Deshir March medical madness, as we call it. Oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> Shirley and Daryl Peters joining us live from Tanzania on The Start. 9.15 on 680 CJOB. After we check your forecast, we got to give some stuff away based on your text. to 780 Right after we look at the weather. Next on The Start. Kling and McGarry, McNabb is in for Courier. I feel like this is another cheat. On the contest here, why,
0: why, why? Oh, because it's not rock and roll.
1: Yeah, but it's I, just
0: I, one of the greatest songs of all time. It
1: is, but you, I, I would, I would say Everybody by the Backstreet Boys is also one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, that, that would, that get any argument that. here. Oh, but that's not a, a rock song. I'm looking for it. We're, we're asking you to text us. You're rocking out though. Your favorite rock songs. Your favorite feel good. Specifically, your favorite feel good rock songs at 204-780-6868 for your chance to win a San Lucia pizza. But we're (laughs) playing this one. Did you read JD's text? Well, yes. I opened my mic just as I was reading
0: it, and that was my audible laugh because I was reading it for the first time. This is terrific. Can I read it out loud? Yes. After eight and a half years, am I allowed to say who it's from? Yeah. Okay, JD says after eight and a half years of legal battles and divorce proceedings, there is no better song than Celebration by Cool and the <laughs> Gang. That was playing at the time that I was signing the final papers,
1: indelibly etched in my mind forever. Way to go, JD. <laughs> that had us laughing. But Karen is our winner, and I'm going to read her text. Karen says, has chosen. I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers. And Karen says, I grew up in Oak Point and my good friend in Carkeley. Okay, find they, either one of those places on a map, please. Those are two of the smallest towns in Manitoba. Possible small town salute, Greg. Mm. We were bused to the big town of Lundar for school. And when we were teenagers and able to drive, bus kids, Karen says, bus kids, you know how big that is. When we were able to drive to school, this was our song. And the part of the song that goes, da-da-da-da-da, and then echoes, da-da-da-da-da, we would make up our own lyrics. Going to Lundar, going to Lundar. I cannot hear this song without singing, going to Lund- uh, going to Lunda. It makes me feel like I'm right back in that carefree time with good friends and freedom <laughs> to sing my lungs out. I love that. Karen. Going to Lunda. Going to Lunda. London, 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 London. <laughs> Karen, you're the winner. $20 gift card for San Lucia Pizza. You made me slap the desk so hard that Richard's monitor just tilted over. I think yeah, I broke well, he'll, something. He'll live
0: with it. Yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah.